0: Consistent self-improvement, everybody. You are now listening to American Gypsy Podcast. I'm your host, Classic. And I'm Gypsy. And we are also here with our return guest, Akello.
1: Hey, I'm here in person. There's no Zoom. This is this is <laughs> live. I love it. Love
0: it as well. And we thank you for coming in. Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah, happy happy New Year.
2: 2023.
0: Yeah, 2023. Uh, starting off with the blast. Um So, Akello, last time, like you did say, it was Zoom 2021. We were basically kind of into our first season. This is season three for everybody, episode one, season three. We're honored to have Akello to open it up as well, especially in person because we are focusing on being in person this year. So the difference in between last year and this year, what would you say LA's temperature is when it comes to coming from the pandemic to life and just being us
1: well you know i can only speak from my own experience <laughs> <laughs> right. but um, but uh, although i start from that point but i i say i'm speak from my own experience and then it's it's sprinkled with what i hear from other people but i know that for me it uh has been i have been t- had to get over social awkwardness Mm. And, and there was a time when I was just out and about and, you know, making moves and meeting people. And, I, you know, after the pandemic of the months and months and months of isolation, plus I work from home primarily, um, it was like being around other people was a little bit different. You yeah. know, there's a there's a. Inter, I mean, I got with it eventually, but at first it was just kind of weird because I remember shopping in Trader Joe during the epidemic, or the pandemic, <laughs> and people the epidemic. Well, it <laughs> was an <laughs> epidemic, yeah, but a big one. Yeah, <laughs> um, people had a look of suspicion on their face whenever they looked at you. While yeah. shopping, and I was like, "This is weird." And then I'd be like, "Oh, I wonder if they got it. Are they gonna give it to me?" You know. So <laughs> we all had that. And then as the masks start to fall off, it was interesting. There were people that I talked to, and I had never seen their face before. <laughs> Cause like, wow. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I teach college. Yeah. And so, when I came back to campus to teach a class, there were students that wore masks. The whole it was optional at that point. But I never saw their face the whole semester. Wow. Like never saw their face. <laughs> and so, I mean, luckily we, we see people's eyes, and I think eyes do tell us a whole lot. But yeah. there's a lot of real estate. A lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a, a big a nonverbal communication. So mm-hmm. I think seeing people's faces and just taking all that information in is just like, wow, this is, it almost felt new, but it wasn't. So it's interesting how we can, Our brain, the the malleability of our brain to say, okay, so I'm going to be around myself most of the time except for screens and how Mm -hmm. we make that normalized. But then that's not normal. (laughs) That is not normal in terms of how long human beings have been on the planet and here we are in our own homes interacting through um, digital means. Very different experience.
0: Yeah, I recently had a text message from a chiropractor that I met. Um, I think over the past year and had only seen the mask and if she's had a picture with her, you know, yeah, information, I was like, wow, I never <laughs> yeah. like who's this <laughs> right, like, oh. right. and just you know and I was yeah it was it was surprising.
1: The other thing yeah. that's interesting is is and as I kind of re-enter some of the circles that I moved in after years of of not being around like the improv world, You know Mm -hmm. improv theaters and things like that. I will, um, I'll be at an improv show. You know, as an audience member, or I, I, you know, I did a monologue for this show called Monologue, uh, Monologues in Mayhem at the Glendale Room. But anyway, I people would remember who I am, and I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I can't remember, and they'd be like, I've been to a party at your house, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just, I just. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's L.A. That's a bit of L.A. That happened it with is. us yesterday with a guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what happened?
2: <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> as far as mentioned that I was a cello player, and he he only meant, remembered that part of the cello player. I was, you know, I, I mentioned how's everything been, but he couldn't quite remember right, where he right, knew right, me from. Right, and I I'm the you know the cello player. You know? It's the it's sheer like, volume, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. sheer <laughs>
1: volume of people, and I think um, with Zoom and. People getting in, kind of. If you've ever been in a multi-person conference on Zoom, mm-hmm. so that's more people that you got to try to remember, right? Yeah, yeah. And then me personally, I have about 350 students annually. Wow. Try to get to know them, recognize them. Boom, boom, boom. Then here comes another bunch of students. Your brain doesn't just erase, yeah, all the people. But I think that the farther away people are in your memory, mm-hmm. then they those people are. Are going to some other deep storage, <laughs> the Iron Mountain of the brain, right?
3: Are you? Do you feel sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, do you feel like when you're doing a Zoom um, and you're teaching a bunch of people, so it's a big Zoom? Um, like, do a lot of people have their camera on or off?
1: I think it's about thirty to forty percent with the camera on, if that's okay. the option.
3: Okay.
1: Um, I do, and actually do a uh, a seven a.m. to seven thirty. Um, zoom meditation it's daily and there's about 30 people that um, these are for your students no this is my what i do in the morning personally this part (laughs) of like a sangha okay Um, the student the thing with the students is i don't teach um synchronously i teach asynchronously so i don't i don't i no longer have those live sessions Mm. they're just not effective for um you know college student it just doesn't work. Let's gotcha. just say, let's put it like that. It doesn't work. I think it works in things like meditation because the idea, there's usually only one person talking that the Dharma teacher, right? Everybody else is listening, but it's the presence of people, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like being in a space with a lot of people, but no one's talking to each other. There's that presence like a, you know, a church, if you will. right? But it's, it doesn't really, I think there's too much distraction for people and people can become distracting within those zoom settings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that doesn't really work at least from my, my vantage point. It definitely doesn't work for high school students.
0: Yeah. I, so you're going in now as far as physically they've started back. I,
1: I did go last semester, but I'm back online a hundred percent right now. Okay. Yeah.
0: Has classes started? I know we're in the kind of winter break for certain schools
1: in, in the school where I am, there's called the winter intercession. So it's 16 weeks of content crammed into five weeks. Okay. And then they go back to the spring. Yeah, it's like an in-between, like, speed. Yeah. It's a lot. Like it's a lot. School. Yeah.
0: What's your it opinion is. on, the, the like, the breaks or the education, like, the timing in the educational system? Even, like, you know, America has their go-to-school-for-so-long and then there's a break, summer break, and then you go to school for so long, winter break, And then Mm -hmm. other countries don't have these kind of Mm. breaks for their kids or, you know, for the educational system. You Got any?
1: Man, I'm telling you what, I think the whole educational system needs (laughs) to be revamped. (laughs) Yeah. I think what's, I think, and I always like to think in terms of what's what's possible. You know, it's like we cannot change these huge institutions immediately, right? Right. But from my experience, and being a student, I feel like, you know, I learn a lot about being a student from being a student. Right. You know, I was a student, and I remember it almost like it was yesterday. But let's say you took four classes in a semester. Mm-hmm. Right. And there were four classes. They were, like, 16 weeks happening concurrently. I feel like that's too much. I'd r- I'd rather there be two classes at a time that go for eight weeks, double kind of double time, accelerated, but there's only two you know, subject matters to to bounce, possibly three for the overachiever. but And then once you get that eight weeks done, then you have another eight weeks where you take two more classes. You're still knocking four classes out within the same period, but you're not juggling. I remember taking five classes and working and doing all that. And I'm like, way too much to juggle. And that's where you get, um, I don't think that students are getting the depth of knowledge that they, they should be getting from higher education because we're trying to give them too much at the same time.
3: Yeah. And that's when you get into trying to cram and not really take in the information properly. Exactly. So it's too much all at once. It's too much it's all not at similar once. similar classes.
1: It, it, it's yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's too much. And then they try to figure out what they can do to get by minimally, mm. but that's not what higher education should be about. You know, it should be about a, deeper knowledge it should really be about cultivating that thirst for deeper knowledge you know and and more expansive thinking people use critical thinking all the time but i think Mm -hmm. it's more about expansive thinking multiple perspectives and ideologies and understanding theory and concept and what it means and integrating that into our our thoughts and the way we move through the world, not just I'm gonna learn this, take the test two weeks later, I All couldn't right. I couldn't pass the test. Kind of that's that's not yeah. th- that's like um it's kind of a working class methodology to to start to stratify people depending upon what they gain from college. You know, because some of the students that I've had I would never hire them in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being you know, I have you know I have right. friends that I would never hire or right work down. with, right? Yeah. So like to me um this I've been like telling myself this is the last stop before you're out into the work, work the work world and you thought this was wow. a lot of work. You know, you thought cuz I like nothing it, but work after it. It is this. nothing <laughs> but work. It's, it's it's so bizarre because um this online, the online classes, they do really kind of operate if you've ever had a corporate job where you're like, you know, yeah. 250 yeah. emails to go through every day, just the bombardment. Back in the day, we had voicemail and everything. And if I tell the students, if y'all can't keep up with this, you are going to be burned and eaten alive. Um, so, yeah, it is.
0: What made you get into teaching?
1: Well, I Even was in college. Kids, you know what? I was a corporate recruiter, and I recruited at uh, universities. I recruited. I did like interview schedules. I came mm-hmm. and you know did that kind of thing for um, those management training rotational programs, where you know they have a cohort of, of uh, new employees that fresh out of college, either master's level or some there's some bachelors, but I really focus on MBAs they would move through the b- different business units in this one year period and learn all the different business units and then they would find what they really liked or where th- what clicked with them. I would go to these prestigious universities like USC and UCLA, because at the time I was working out of San Francisco. And um, I would go to the, the, the career fairs that was part of the job and students did not know how to present themselves to
3: recruiters. It's not just students. It's professionals. Oh, either. that. Because oh, absolutely. I get people trying to coach me, like some recruiters trying to coach me. And I'm like, I know how to do interviews. Like I've been doing this for a while. And then we, and they'll say like the most basic things, which let me know, like people are out there doing some really weird things. Yeah.
1: So, so my thing was like, Oh, oh we got a little turn here. Okay. So <laughs> and this is my, my mentality as a recruiter is, I felt like I I felt like higher ed was failing students because they might have some book <laughs> knowledge, but they don't know how to interact with the recruiter. They don't know how to write a resume. They they it was just yeah. I would like I would be honest with them and I said like this resume right here, if I said if I got this in the office, it would go right in the trash. I said mm. I would not hand any your I remember saying this to to a young person, I I would not hand these resumes out to anyone here. It is mm-hmm. going in the trash. You need to rethink that. So then I was like, maybe that's – how can I fix this? How can I contribute to this? So teaching was a conduit for me to be able to reach them with life skills, to have a captive audience. You know, um, of course I like the topic and and the subject matter of sociology, absolutely. But I really wanted to get in there and um, help them. So I started – when I came here – to LA. I left my corporate job. I didn't, uh, have a job here. <laughs> I yeah. hustled for a long time. I did payday loans. I did, um, I started writing grants like doing a, as a grant writer, which is okay. a lot of work. You know, that's how I got into the community college system. Okay. Then I got hired to run a GED prep program at a college. And then I started picking up classes at different colleges. So it just all snowballed, but it all started with that seed of like, oh, they're, what are they going to do? I need to help these young people out somehow. <laughs> so part of my curriculum has always been life skills, has always been talking about, you know, resumes and helping students with personal statements and that kind of thing, And which I find very fulfilling. Nice.
3: Yeah, because sometimes that's missing. And Luke it's needed, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've taken like a few random classes in school before that, Really taught you life skills, but for the most part, sometimes you're not, you're kind of theoretically talking about it, but not how it applies in the real world. So exactly. That's, that's you're just, not yeah, really prepared exactly. when you come you're out. You're not. You're yeah. not. I, it's, I'm, I do a lot of self taught stuff, so I'm used to like picking up a lot of different things on my own yeah so and
1: you know not everybody is not everybody is, so. what, what autodidactic is that the word but is there's that a, what it's where you learn sure you no. learn on your own you learn things mm. on you now there are a lot of people that those are those are different kinds of we're different kind of people than most mm. most are gonna flail about they just are not um that internal locus of control have you ever heard of that no. So the internal locus of control is you have something within you that motivates you and drives you to do things. Mm-hmm. And other people have the external locus of control is when you are relying on other people to drive you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you're lying. On, so people, um, for example, some people need to be told what to do like mm-hmm. at every step of the way. And other people say, this is where I want to end up. I'm going to find a way to get there <laughs> and they get there.
3: You just reminded me of this class that I took and you know it's it's a it's like a Photoshop and animation class and um, he gave us an instruction. He he told us what the end result is and a huge stack of paper of instructions of how he wants you to get there oh, step by step and I'm like yeah, I already know how to use it so I did it finished quickly quicker than everyone and then showed it to him and instead of being impressed he was kind of like irritated that I didn't follow it exactly Mm -hmm. like how he did it Mm -hmm. and I was like I have the exact same result he's like yeah but you didn't do it this way so you're missing this and that and I'm like okay (laughs) so I like doing it my way I I learned by teaching myself so many things that I am happy when I'm learning a new thing it's actually like fun for me, so you know I pick up a lot of. Yeah, random sometimes things. it's a,
0: a thin line between confidence as well. It seems like yeah, for some people to like you said, you have the kind that you can go ahead and you'll try it and you'll do it, and then somebody else has to be told, right? You know, right. to do certain things, right? Kind of wonder if that is what you know if it's like you said, it is the what you call it the inner locus.
1: In, in yeah, internal locus of control. Locus. Yeah.
0: Is it you know? Does it have anything to do with confidence or maybe? Upbringing? I don't think so. No,
1: I don't think so. I think it's. I think this is what I think it is because the idea just like popped in my into my head, and a lot of this is really um, it comes to light through through meditation and and Buddhist okay. philosophies. But we love as human beings, we love pleasure. <laughs> we love things that feel good. Course. We love things that are easy, mm-hmm. right? We and, for, um, and I say we collectively, not everybody, but a lot of people mm-hmm. like things that are already done for them as opposed to doing it themselves. That's a consumer-driven mentality. But it really is the pleasure. And I'm going to tell you, when you learn something on your own, it is not easy. It can be frustrating. You can mess things up. Like if you're doing something on the computer, right, you're learning mm-hmm. a new – I'm teaching myself now animation. Wow. And there are times where I just, you know, like, oh, I'm so irritated. The program might, like, crash, and then i got to reload it. It's like those, that would stop some people. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, I'm done. Like me, I'm just like, uninstall, reinstall, uninstall, (laughs) reinstall. Try it a different way. Pull up a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't save it. I just did all that work. Old me would be so angry and have really negative self-talk. Now I'm like, oh, I lost it. I guess I'm start again. But you always do learn, you know, by stumbling and by putting the time and effort in and it's not always a, a fun and joyful experience,
3: right? Yeah. And it's something that you can develop in yourself. Like you can you can change. I think the more you do it, the more trust you have in yourself. And so, you know, you kind of no, to keep doing it because you have trust in yourself that you can accomplish something so
1: yeah, yeah i think that's yeah. a good word trust because i think anything that we do we want to get to an end point right we want a result big mm-hmm. or small we're trying to achieve this ability to do something like i remember learning adobe illustrator and i would mm-hmm. over the years i would try it and i'm like i just can't i just no it's too much i can't do it and then I would go back to it and I'm like, why are you overthinking it? Cause I'm not, I wasn't taking the yeah. time to really explore. Mm-hmm. And so, and so for me, it was like, I think the trust issue is what if I put all this time and effort and still, and nothing comes of it. Right. Yeah. And I'd be yeah. like, Oh, well, so,
0: so be it. I've, I hit a brick wall with that, with, with music production. I think as far as when it comes to even just songwriting and stuff like that, I've, took a break from it of course after doing it for so long and this is over the past two years so even i could say 2020 aimed for just kind of taking a break not having to think about writing a song and having that stage and then like i said also noticing i kind of have noted i haven't been meditating as much as i need to be as well but even the um, from, like I said, those hurdles that you used to just kind of jump over when it's there, uh, the, the program is acting funny or, you know, you've hit a the the a, a, just a brain fart and can't come up with the lyric and things like that to still feel have that fuel to be like, no, I'm going to complete it or I'm going to get on by it, mm-hmm. then getting to a point of, I guess, going from not listening to music and feeling okay or feeling nice with the silence, you know, not having... Just a peace of mind period. And then having to refuel, I've kind of gotten a recharge and looking to move back into the creative space, but still, you know, like I said, not quite powered up with that. Okay. I've hit a little brick wall. Let me keep on pushing by it. I I know I have to learn a lot. And then also I, I could say with, I got a little taste of like, is this a hamster wheel? type of imposter syndrome to a certain degree. And, you know, just kind of looking at all of that, putting it all on the board. How do you, as far as what, what, what are strategies? I'm sure you've probably, your, with your experience with, you know, all that you've done from film and music or anything like that. How do you keep that, that energy or that, that level of mindset?
1: Well, I think that you, Kind of what you said is um, when I feel like I'm not passionately motivated or inspired to do something, I just switch to something else. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I don't come back because, like, I came back to Illustrator. You know, I'm like, I'm in and out of GarageBand and, you know, creating stuff just to create. Not Like, a lot of the stuff that I do is not, is not I'm, I'm not trying to commodify it. I'm not trying to, I'm just exploring. Right. How many different ways can a person express themselves? You know, um,
0: in life, period. In
1: in, in life, right? Yeah. But artistically, vocally, the written word, interactively, performative-wise, culinary. I'm like I'm stepping up my culinary game. You know, it's like I don't like to say I was lazy because lazy is in, when someone's doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But I'm always misdirected. I'm always too misdirected to really want to make the food that I want to eat. I you know what I mean like it's different yeah. if someone if, if when you're eating alone like I will be really quick with stuff, right? But now I'm really like cutting cutting that you know, I spend a lot more time cutting vegetables as opposed to buying them already cut up or not yeah. having them at all, you know. So but I knew for me it was like why don't you spend more time doing that? And I think I've I've kind of made a shift in my mind, where I don't feel because I've been in uh, California 25 years now, oh, so wow. t- this is of tw- since um yeah 25 no 20 26 years, yep 26 years. I thought it was 25. Damn it, I missed that magic number that I could have said last year. <laughs> 25 years, and I think in 2023, I and this is not like a plan or anything, but like I feel like. I don't feel as pressured to chase, 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 Mm -hmm. create, produce. You know what I mean? Like I want to spend two hours in my kitchen cutting and, you know, listening to music and that kind of thing to me. Um, I don't always have to be doing something. Let's put it like that Mm -hmm. for other people.
0: And I feel like that. I feel like to a certain degree, I always have to be doing something. And then when I think about the thing that I kind of, want to do It's like, am I inspired? Well, not necessarily am I inspired to do it, but it's, if it's involving producing, there's there's just a, I don't know, I've hit a real musical brick wall with the cello eyes, I can pick up and tickle my cello and mm-hmm. you know, I can feel a, a, a good energy coming off of the, you know, looking forward to getting back into performing and stuff like that coming from, you know, zero to jumping back into it. I look at all of that for 2023 um, definitely learned a lot from the past two years. Like I said, podcast wise, this is season three. It's one of those new things that, that all right, if you're going to stop doing this, what's there. And that's the podcast thing. And I do love that energy. That's something that is an inspiring energy that, that is there. I know it's I still give it a, you know, five years later, I can look at it, you know, 5 years later, 10 years later, a lot easier than looking at a music career. 5 years later from mm-hmm. now. You know. Mm-hmm. And then this was a what we would call a pandemic proof type of power move. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To where if it if LA, like I said, we've never seen LA close like that. If LA was to close, we could still do this.
1: What what and your in your knowledge I know that um During the pandemic, like, podcasts were just springing up. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Right? (laughs) But I also know that people don't endure. You know, they come on strong and they're like, oh, this is probably just too much work. You know, and then eventually Mm -hmm. fades away. Have you noticed that in the podcast realm that podcasts are starting to kind of fade away?
0: Well, we will probably look like we faded away for the second half of the year even though I guess we took a break to recoup, but we had already recorded 99 episodes mm. within the first Damn. six months. <laughs> wow.
3: People don't yeah. <laughs> think it's uh, it, it takes work. So, you know, they just see it and it's like, oh, it's super easy. Um, so I think a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, honestly, they're um, a little bit bigger. So, you know, there's a, it's a business right, already right. and it's well-funded. Right. Um, so, I'm not really sure if it died off, but with smaller podcasts, it's like they might have to take, life happens and it might oh, just be like, yeah. so life like they happen. might just take a break and then come back or they can't be as consistent. <laughs> right, um, right, right. So, but I have seen in 2020, like during the explosion of podcasts, like people would just like start the trailer and that was it. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm checking mm-hmm. in. This is like six months a year into them doing the trailer and that's all they have. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, there's a lot of that too. Um, they see how much work it is or yeah. just don't yeah. know where to go with it and realize they have to promote and do different it's things. And it's, it's a lot like, of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, I
1: did a limited <laughs> podcast with 13 episodes and I was like, I'm done You know, I I took it's like I took a break from video editing for a while because, you know, I think it was the amount of time of sitting there. Right. And the amount of um, just little quirky things like for me, I have to feel like like really inspired to edit something for long periods of time. Right. But Mm -hmm. then it was like, okay, don't. I tell myself, I like, don't open anything up. Don't open the Pandora's box right now. Like I'm flirting with the idea of of this
0: creativity is sitting there always.
1: It's just always down. there, and I'm <laughs> just trying to figure out. So I I, I went down the um, animation rabbit hole.
3: Mm, I did yeah. that a little bit, too. right? Notice you just started. That I did. Through. I
1: just I said I'm gonna. I'm going to teach myself. I'm just going to see how it all plays out. I mean, it does it is crash niche, though. Yeah.
3: It, I want to try. It is,
1: is what I'm, what I'm trying to do is, and again, the other thing that I always like to do is I like, I may I like to involve other people. So I had this whole mm-hmm. idea, um, with this animation to, in, to involve the voices of people that I know who do improv. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is, and again, I've done similar things is, okay, then you got to like schedule time with them and then this has to happen and that Mm -hmm. has to happen and then Mm -hmm. this has to be put all together and make it fit and all that. And I was like, oh man, I really want to, but I don't want that back end work because then it doesn't feel creative anymore. It feels like work. (laughs) I wanted to to feel joyful, right? But I was like, and the other thing is, I was like, maybe I'll play all these different characters myself. With Different, that's the thing about like more work, and well, I (laughs) let let me let me tell you you, more control, though, yeah, totally more control. Let me tell you, imagine doing an animated series where you are all the characters, but you're improvising it, so you're not writing a script, you're improvising the scene, you think Mm -hmm. of the scene, you make it happen maybe have a couple people involved I don't know but my fear is I, I get it going right and then the the, the program because you know when the computer is like oh, are you gonna update me are you gonna get a new one what you gonna do <laughs> I'm like no this is not happening I don't want to push it to the max <laughs> so that I can't do anything with it right because I right. think you can do that it's like pushing it to the max
3: yeah so it's like it.
1: oh man do I why am I why, maybe I'll do some one maybe I'll do a short animated film like five minutes or something Mm -hmm. then there's a a less commitment right but i'm still being able to do something so i'm kind of in the phase of like i don't really know and then i'd be like go cut some vegetables up (laughs) (laughs) go to the farmer's market but
0: what is it what happens like what what do you think happens to that stage of you know because i remember producing oh i i once i started i was producing 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 and you know just always making a beat making a music and it wasn't work then and it it was more of you know just drive and then it gets to a point to where even video photography it gets to a point to where it's it's a just not a pleasure the way it is mm-hmm. or it's not a you know i guess the Maybe we've gotten used to instant gratification. I know mm-hmm. I could say I've gotten a little spoiled of instant gratification. You know, what is it? Is it is well,
1: that, I think that, like what Gypsy said, life happens, number one. Those yeah. are those uncontrollable variables in your life, in other people's lives who you're connected to. Yeah. Our moods shift. The um, seasons change. That affects our moods what we're putting into our body, what we're eating, there are no like yeah. there are no variables that stay the same. I mean, if you was to like live in a cave and you ate the same thing every day and everything became routine, even then I think you would still you know, there's yeah. things that happen in our body, there's things that change or things that we're exposed to. Yeah. Why do we no longer do this when we used to do it all the time? Why do we no longer Eat this. when We used to eat it all the time. I mean, <laughs> well, what we're talking, uh, you know, really, w- we have this idea that everything, if all the variables are balanced out, then it's going to be this, every day is going to be the same. You're going to feel the same. You're going to do the same thing. And, you know, why do we stop doing something that we used to do all the time? You right. know, How do we lose that drive? How do we More lose that? that drive? Does it just become dormant? Are we done with that right now? You know, no. It, it,
3: Sometimes. No, I'm saying no. So,
1: just the idea of are we? We have to ask ourselves: Are we done with this right now? Like, let's like. I
0: for believe the we know we're not done with it. Even like with 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 what I have going, it's like I know I'm not done with it, even music wise or production wise. I know I'm not done with it. I just have to recharge and, like I said, that I know it might not be feel inspired, but just push to to look at it. You know, to kind of, I guess. I, yes, almost thinking young, kind of going back, reflecting on when I first started. That's kind of how I try to think of things, even in that prime producing. You're coming from, yeah, I used to make maybe 10 beats a week or, you know, 10 beats maybe every few days to where, all right, I'm not producing anything. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't mean
1: done, done. I mean, for that moment, you know, but like, I call it like redirecting energy. But it's also
0: life, though, so you never know when you're actually done with things as well. So you also have that part of, because I think I saw a little clip of a guy, um, famous bowling guy. You know, his last bowl, thanking Mm -hmm. the fans, all Mm -hmm. that, you know, thank you all for watching, that's all. And just thinking about it, like, everybody, even from fighters, they all have a day with their retire. And mm-hmm. that's, it's close to it. So making, you know, completely having confidence in, okay, i this is the gift. I'm meant to do it. I have to do it. I have to push through it. I know the world may not care about it and these people may not care about it, but you know, I know that there's a, a, a charge there. There's a, um, I guess you could say a life force dealing with, even for me with music podcast there's a life force that just started there now what i've known 20 years ago when i started doing music that i could have a similar charge like this so you even from having dreams you know we 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 have places where you know you, you probably still chase your dreams there probably some you probably have some friends that probably didn't have dreams to chase so even to continue to chase your dreams just period or know that they're able to be, you know, that you are accomplishing dreams. Those are some of the things that I think ha- that I've, I've had to kind of battle with, with, um, I guess, yeah, just the realization of, like I said, life happens, things happen. So as when coming back to the podcast, even why we started the podcast or other people that, you know, don't have a podcast, we came at ours, I guess more for, I'm going to invest in it to where I have four mics and we can do our content. And if that works, that's cool. If not, I could still use it as a business and I can go set up and help other people as well. Yeah. And I think that kind of helped us from knowing that once we start this, we're going to, we're going to do it, you know, and we can take a break from it. But the overall podcast industry, I think that's kind of go back to where we've seen, you know, it, it blow up, and people that's fallen off, and people that's continued to keep going. The, some of the subjects have have went f- from the pandemic stuff to celebrity chasing. Some people can't continue to keep up with the celebrity world with what they're reporting on podcasts, and a lot of other people' podcasts is not quite about anything that's valuable. And I think with us focusing on people more, that kind of help as well with kind of being prepared to, to for longevity with whatever topics that we're coming up with, mm-hmm. and even kind of I think for helping people because for me I did commit it to learn as a podcast person, so I know it's like there's forever you know there's going to be always something to learn yeah, about true you know yeah, and I guess at this point it's more like learning how to get that spark back <laughs> from, you know, from certain things. I think for 2023 and, and for me kind of paying attention to everybody does go through. And depression has been a huge thing over the past few years. I don't know if, have you ever felt like I've been depressed?
3: There was like one time, a long time ago though, like before you pick your Trello back up or whatever. So that was, was like over. a transitioning that was time. Right. So that was, was a long time ago. Yeah.
0: Before here. Yeah. But yeah, so usually no. What's your experience with depression?
2: Oh man.
1: <laughs> I, I'm laughing about it because I have a, a, a deep experience um, with depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, very um, long time experience with depression beginning when I was 15. And, I learned to manage depression with marijuana, okay. number one. And I also learned to, like, even, let's say, December, like, in December, something about, like, in December, I, th- I think the change in the weather. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not someone who celebrates Christmas. I'm not someone who is focused on holiday cheer (laughs) 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 i'm not i'm not a grinch i'm just (laughs) be nice to people all year round give someone a gift on tuesday in may for no reason yeah because you saw something you thought they'd like but don't feel the weight so the weight of all that i think there's a certain there's a certain hyper empathy that i have where i feel the weight of other people's um expectation of what the holidays are and how things fall short and i'm like i abandon all that you abandon certain unrealistic expectations it mellows things out but i do notice i still have periods i can tell like where i'm not really productive i don't feel inspired i don't feel passionate about things and then eventually i come out of it you know um
0: Learning how to identify it. That's kind of one of the things because I hear so much about it. And it's like, you know, am I a person that could say I've never been depressed? It's like, uh, I just might need to know how to identify it a little
1: better. Well, I think, I mean, oh, go ahead.
3: No, no, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, I,
1: I was saying you did identify it because you, the spark, that spark wasn't there for something that used to be there.
0: But I probably was still producing. During the time I was still, what was that? Before I started back playing my cello, yeah, yeah, I was still producing music, but I wasn't playing the cello then. You know, so
1: yeah. Well, I mean, but we doesn't mean when you're depressed doesn't mean you can't do anything or can't create. You know, but it 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 feels different, right? And we shift away from something that felt so familiar and comforting. Sometimes, sometimes
3: I feel like it's a chemical imbalance, like. I've been yeah. to the point where, and that's when I kind of started to understand depression is like I felt like I didn't have control over over it as much I don't know it's it's like uh, I don't know, yeah, it's,
0: and it's I know it's different for different people, yeah, that, but like I said, even you're able to identify your depression if you're able to identify your depression and it's still like, all right, can I identify if I'm depressed or not? Or, you know, even for example, um, DJ Twitch, you know, um, he's a right. guy that recently passed. Right. And, you know, they, everybody's saying they weren't able to identify that he was even feeling suicidal or anything like that. So, yeah, Cause
3: sometimes people will keep up appearances just so they don't really want to talk about it with other people. So they're just kind of go with the motion in public and then, you know, they kind of deal with it when they're alone. But I was going to say, like, there's levels to it because sometimes you have those times where you don't – you're not inspired to take action on whatever you have going on. And I I feel like that's a cue to kind of switch to something else – um, that you're supposed to be doing I feel like it's it's just your inner self kind of telling you like ah no you're supposed to be doing something else so just find something else to pivot to and then you'll come back to it because I've been trying to get better lately at taking like taking more inspired action versus like I'm always trying to force something or like you know I'm trying to go always chasing something or trying to like build on something and I've been trying to like, and that over time I burn out a lot. And so I've been trying to manage that by just kind of, if I'm not feeling inspired towards something and there's a little guilt there, like, oh, I should be working on this. Cause we do a lot. Um, you know, we have a lot of different, <laughs> uh, you know, things that we do and, you know, there's a guilt sometimes oh, I can't do this cause I'm working on this and that. And so, Taking the guilt off and trying to get better at like only taking inspired action. And I feel like that's a better timing for everything because that's the real timeline you're supposed to kind of be on. And that's your inner self kind of telling you, no, you're supposed to be doing this and that. And just try to get better with listening to your intuition and pivoting instead of like trying to swim upstream, basically. That's kind of how I see it.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good, good explanation for it. Um, like how do we operate? We operate in a society of, of great repression. Yeah. Um, and plus I feel like, um, really being in a depressive mood, I don't necessarily want to be around other people and I don't want them to see me like that. And I don't want to negatively affect them. And I think that, um, I mean, obviously, social interaction is very performative. You don't know how someone's yeah. really feeling. And then the act of, like, performance over and over and over again that's not mm-hmm. congruent with how you really feel can actually add extra weight, yeah. you know. Um,
0: Do you think it's harmful when people are depressed but they feel like they need to be around other people?
3: Entertainers and stuff. Well, I,
1: think, I, think, I think that if they bring the depressive... Mood and then energy and, and then the, they um it could bring somebody down. It depends on what they want to do. Do they want to? Sometimes you can be around other people and it could really uplift your spirits. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's what you needed. Yeah. Right Comedians, to be around other I people. I feel like right. oh, do yeah.
3: that a lot and it works out on both sides. Like it's sometimes. Absolutely.
1: Even like I feel for some reason if I'm in a high in, a, in an energetic situation that feels good. Even though I'm in a depressive period of time, I can have a moment where I really do feel good. Because I think, and again, you know, we didn't get deep into meditation about what it offers. But I'm telling you, um, from my experience, it has been a new way to observe and become self aware, Mm -hmm. to observe my emotions, you know, Mm -hmm. as a person who um, feels like emotions are things that are private and, they come and go right they do come and go mm-hmm. yeah and so i think that if you recognize those dark feelings as part of part of you and not like mm-hmm. i want to just feel happy all the time that's not possible right. when people want to choose like i would love to, to be happy all the time that's not going to happen you can enjoy enjoy happy moments there's there's um in Buddhism, they said that everyone will exp- have 10,000 joys and 10,000 sour- sorrows in their mm-hmm. life. And that every time I'm feeling down, I feel like, oh this is one of those 10,000 sorrows, <laughs> yeah. you know But then when you have the, the joyful moments, and it could only be maybe five minutes, put that in the little in the joy uh, bin in your brain. Yeah. So it's not like I want to compare how many times, how much I'm happy and how much I'm sad, right? To say that they're both there. These emotions are both there. Everybody experiences them. We don't have to dissect them every time. We don't have to understand them, where they come from, what's the root. Is it biological? Is it chemical? Is it situational? Do I need to move the furniture around? Do I need to paint the walls? Do I need to cut my hair, turn my hair a different color? You know, like we find all these different ways to try to escape from it. And like, it's there. Sit with it. And it's
0: like, that's like the inner dialogue. And it's funny that some people don't even have that.
3: <laughs> oh. I, it's hard for me to believe, honestly. That part. it's hard for me to believe
1: they. I I, I believe everyone has an inner dialogue, yeah. but I feel that other people are on these devices. Mm. Back in the day, you're mm. waiting. Back in the day, and I'd always like back in the day. Was it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> right? We're not that old, okay?
3: <laughs> you know, right.
1: I was. On, you know. I mean, I was. I lived in several cities. I was on public transit. There's a lot of observation, mm. but there was no phones. There was no phones. So guess what? When you're wa- waiting for that bus you're thinking about shit, you're thinking, yeah. you're thinking, yeah. you're processing emotions, you're sitting on the train, you know, that is happening, now it's this, now we're just interacting with people, or yeah. consuming someone else's information, or consuming yeah. a picture, and consuming a video, we're all guilty, I'm guilty, and mm-hmm. I, um, now I will like, put, I'll put the device away, more yeah. so now, because I feel it's, it's deflecting me from my ability to sit with what's going on with myself mm-hmm. right now, right? Yeah. Instead of picking, like, I may mean, like, God, I feel down. Let me, no, I'm not going to pull something up. I'm going to sit here and say, I don't need to know why I feel down. I don't need to figure out where it come from, how long it's going to last, how it's going to impact me. I'm going to say, there it is. Yeah. And guess what happens over maybe not a couple hours. It could be a couple days. It dissipates. Mm-hmm. It does dissipate. It, it's like the cloud. The cloud is going to move. It could be there for a long time. It feels like a long time, but it is going to eventually move. So I'm telling myself more and more, it's like the way you're feeling right now is temporary. Do not feel like this is how you're going to feel the rest of your, because that's usually what we feel. Like, I just don't feel, I feel unhappy. I'm discontent. I feel like I'm going to feel like this for the rest of my life. I don't think I want to feel this way for the rest of my life, you know, as opposed to saying this is a temporary thing. I don't have to figure out how does it feel in my body, you know. For me, when I'm down, my energy is down. I don't want to do things. I my appetite might be different, you know. Like yeah. look at that, the ways in which it manifests in your physical body. Because I'm like my appetite. Well, maybe I need to eat something. Maybe I need you know comfort food. I love comfort food. It really does work, <laughs> right? Yeah. It yeah. does. It does work. I mean, I've been um, getting I've, to
0: the point where comfort food turns into guilt food.
1: <laughs> well i mean, i i said i said right. you know what i want to um i want to move through my 50s in a more healthy way so it, it, in june i i 100 plant-based now i was well, really doing really well anyways but it was the thing you no know, i couldn't give up the cheese the eggs and the cheese
3: it's the bread for me oh the bread it's of course really hard, absolutely now yeah. The bread, you know, like it's I'm working, I'm, work, I'm working on the bread, and I always thought it
1: was the meat for me too, right? And I said, you know what? Let's just do this experiment for the summer. Just do it for the summer, man, and see how it works out. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't like you have to say this is my identity, right? But I'm like, mm-hmm. don't cook any meat in your house. Now, mind you, I really only ate uh, fish, so I had mm-hmm. given up all the other meat. But it was the um, the, the cheese. All yeah. the cheeses. I was like yeah. so proud because I knew ha- Havarti Gouda, you know, like I knew all these different cheeses and their meltability and what kind of, and it was just like cheese and everything. I was like, yeah. okay, so you're not eating me, but you're going to eat cheese. Cheese, to cheese, just melt good. <laughs> oh you my God. Just put it on a tortilla. Oh my goodness. Is, yeah. I got into sheep's cheese and, you know, goat cheese, acquired taste. Yeah. Anyway, so I said, let me just, <laughs> I'm going to give all this up and see how it feels in my body. Physically, mm. I started feeling better, lighter, less bloated, right? Mentally, a little bit of a shift. It's been a little bit of a shift, kind of a morose shift. So I think part of my last six months of of shifting away from the dairy, because there's some things that... You know you need dairy, you got it. You can't, I'm gonna make lasagna with no cheese, so I hadn't have that. I'm gonna make pizza with pizza. no cheese.
3: They yeah. have plant based cheese, they there, yeah, but they're not the same. No, it's, it's not they don't melt. <laughs> it'll never be the same. <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, maybe
1: and, I, and I've tried a lot of the, the plant based cheeses, and I, I'm, I'm making it work, right? Yeah. Time. But I don't have that. It's like, it's like I don't have that spark when it comes to food as I did before. I want to get it back. Mm-hmm. So now I feel like I'm I'm dating whole um, vegetables more vegetables we're dating we're cutting them up yeah. we're trying them in new ways so yeah. like if you're gonna do this because I continue have you ever
0: tried the fire grilled from Costco's they have like um fire grilled um, vegetables it's it's really really good compared to some of the other ones. I know you're probably going fresh as well. I've been juicing
3: a, a lot so'm I'm, I'm dealing with fresh. Just oh, I love the juice. I did okay. the
1: juice thing. I have, I have the, the, the Jack LaLanne juicer. You know what I mean? I try all these things. Um, sticking with it is a little bit different, but I'm going to tell you, once you kind of get off a lot of those foods, you your, can't just...
0: Your body lets you know.
1: Right. You can't just swing up in there and be like, I'm going to have me a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't going to be going nowhere. Right. right? <laughs> you're going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, mentally, you're going to feel... It's kind of right. like when people give up sugar. Mm-hmm. when yeah. people give up sugar which I've done that because I try to f- it's a way you can see if you were really addicted to sugar do you just like it how much sugar are you eating right and mm-hmm. then you're like oh my god sugar isn't everything how did I not know this you know yeah. I probably knew but I just didn't want to deal with it people know things and they just like I don't care I'm gonna do this I'm gonna live well I'm gonna eat whatever I want mm-hmm. I'm like you know what for me it's not about longevity it's for me it's about how do I feel on a day-to-day basis yep. yeah and so because I extended it past the summer I was like I must Feel better. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So I've just kind of let my body do the... Remember you said uh, yeah. your body... I think we have to allow our body to do the lead somehow. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens with the relationship of our biology and our emotional state. Flow with that. Flow yeah. with the physical body and then stop building the storylines in your head about why you think you're depressed and where your life is and where it's been and where it's going. Remove all that. Say how do I feel right now in my body? Where does this emotion sitting like me Mm -hmm. back issues and stuff? Someone said, (laughs) you know, probably there's an emotional connection there. It's like, well, there's some physical things going on, but the, there's a, there's an interplay between Mm -hmm. the emotional connectedness of our body. And that again, arrives for me, emerges through me through a daily meditation practice.
3: What have you noticed by meditating, Consistently over a period of time.
1: So I was late to the um, the online uh, meditation party, if you will. The sangha just um, reached one thousand days of meditation. Can, I mean, can you believe that? That's a lot. Yeah,
3: that's a yeah, that's lot. Lot. one
1: thousand consistently that's led like... by a Dharma teacher
0: three years almost or
1: and so i'm at i'm probably around you know six 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 fifty in terms of and i don't count i'm just estimating mm-hmm. and that's a really good question because it wasn't until probably the last month or so mm-hmm. that i was like oh wait okay now i'm something's starting to click for me i mean it took a long time yeah um but for me and it's really hard to put into words but what i've what i've culminate because i'm always observing so what is this doing for me it's kind of like mm-hmm. what is this not eating cheese doing for me <laughs> you know what is you've got to observe what's what's happening and what yeah. i have learned is although i'm a very productive person right but i'm i feel okay with just being mm. and i've never felt okay with being i felt like i'm the yeah. hamster wheel yeah I felt like, okay, you can get out of the hamster wheel if you want, but you can get off the hamster wheel and chill right next to the hamster wheel and just be, Something and you don't have to do <laughs> anything. You don't have to do every, anything all the time mm-hmm. because ultimately, depending upon what your belief system is of the afterlife and you know where you go or don't go or exist or not – like, okay, so why do I find this? But
0: then you have the gurus, like, if you're wasting your time doing this, then you should be doing this, and you should, if you you got to do this, and if you're not doing this, yeah. and you're doing this, you, you should be doing this people. at all of the time, and you have to do this, or you're wasting, the, you know. <laughs> you got that around every corner. And that's that gets to you, too. It's like, ah, oh, you sit there and just be, and then you might have that little voice, like, are you wasting time? It's like... But no, guess I'm where they? But guess where where they always end
1: up? Guess where you always end up? Just being, That's just yeah. That's where you always end up. Yeah. Yeah. When all that is over, like you said, I'm not gonna box anymore. I'm not doing anything. Right, right. And then you should be like, I want to be okay with like, yeah, if I want to do something, I can. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I mean, I always say to put to the side. We all gotta survive. We all gotta yeah. do something to make money, and this is the world we live in. But outside of that, you know, like I'm the person that always got something going on. Oh, he's got a project. When that's done, let to do this and do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay.
0: We still came here for the human experience. And the human experience is not about.
1: It is. It is that. not. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. No. And I think that I think one of the, the best things that you can offer to the world is which which is what you do is mm-hmm. uh, allowing people to be seen. Mm-hmm. Feel like they've been seen even for a brief moment. That's why I do small talk in the grocery store and people probably think I'm crazy, (laughs) but I do because I want them when someone's shopping by themselves, you know, I want them to know that I see them even if it's for that moment, because I like to, I like to have those moments when people see me just for a moment that, Oh, I am here. (laughs) I really am here. I am here and I don't have to be doing anything to be seen Mm. and to be heard. And that's why I had a small talk in a grocery store.
3: And I think that's lacking in the world today. I was watching um, absolutely Miss Cleo documentary oh. the other day <laughs> and, <laughs> on HBO. Oh, and man. I really so basically when you're calling the Cleo number, like you're not talking to Cleo, you're talking to a bunch of right. uh, different people. And these people that were paying per minute to talk, they didn't really care at some point, you know, like you give them whatever excuse they just wanted to be. They just wanted to be heard. They They want, you know, all of that. And they were willing to pay for it because the society even then, and it's probably gotten worse now. It's like, it doesn't account for that or it doesn't give value to that. Um, And more recently I read an article about um, the new like dating app. They're like AI chat bot. Uh, So you basically create a profile and um, you they create you based on your interest and um, what you like in a person or whatever. They create a a person for you, a wife, a husband, a boyfriend, multiple, if you want. And and people find it. And I was reading people's experiences and they were basically like they really in it was all varying ages and backgrounds. And the commonality is the same thing as the Miscleo thing. It was like they just needed somebody to talk to. They knew it was an AI, but it knew so much about them to create this you know what seemed to be a person at mm. least someone that you feel like you can talk to So and the AI like checks on you. They'd be like, Hey, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'll ask you about your family and whatever, how's so-and-so doing. And it's more realistic as it's AI. And it basically, they just wanted to be heard. Like you were saying, like they just wanted to be heard and seen. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, lately it's like a lot of phone stuff. We have work on zoom and, You know, we watch TV and it's just like we're not as uh, as connected as before. So there's like a big need for that. Yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting that you said that, too, because when I think about um, back in the day, like, for example, I I bought some plantains, right? I've never bought them. And, you know, why I've never bought them. I've eaten them, of course, (laughs) but I've never bought them simply Mm -hmm. because I just don't know when they're ripe. Right, you know, I can pick mm-hmm. up an avocado and be like, oh, two days on this one." I'm like, "Oh, well, this one's ready tomorrow, and this one, oh, five days." Right, just by the feel. But I never did that with a plant. I'm like, "Why didn't I do that? Why, why take a risk? Grab the plantain, right?" <laughs> yeah. But then I, 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 thought about the times when we would call somebody to ask them how to make something.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> Google it. You, <laughs> d- you do YouTube not <laughs> have
1: to really ask somebody how to how to how any a question now i right. will intentionally ask certain people that i know questions that i know mm-hmm. i could find because i want that to be a reason that we're we're talking right i mm-hmm. want to he, you know hear how they do it and c- coming from a time when that you know the internet wasn't there that's how we did it mm-hmm. and i really missed i do miss that it was like you know how do you make you know how long do you keep your rice now i'll be honest right. with you i though if i if i don't have anyone that I, I think I could call right at that moment, I will ask the Alexa immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, how long for the rice in the instant pot? And it will find something that somebody had contributed to the internet yeah.
2: Yeah. to
1: create. So the question about AI is, we call it artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. but it's really pulling together all the in, everything that's been contributed by other people yeah, and by ourselves. It's it's a, a it's not coming out of thin air
3: yeah and Before- that's what people don't understand about like uh artificial intelligence they think it's smart no it can process data a lot of data very quickly mm-hmm. and it has a lot of you know it all depends on how, what data you put into it yeah. so it that's basically it with computers it's not that it's as smart as the person who created it right. or who gave it data so yeah
0: well, we don't want to hold you too long. We know we've been going a good little bit. I'm interested in knowing what you have for 2023, and we would definitely like to have you in as far as on some more stuff in the future. Yeah, well, you know. When we have a, a fourth person to include on some conversation as well. Oh, yeah,
1: fourth person. So, yeah, this is an interesting year because I'm not, I'm trying to approach it differently. I'm trying to approach it in the way where. Even though I'm doing I'm I'm doing the uh, animation thing because there's a part of me that can't help myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: definitely familiar with that.
1: So I think I'm trying. To, I'm flirting with the idea of um, really not doing anything but read about topics of interest. Read an actual old school book. Mm. I mean, I have them. Yeah. They're waiting mm-hmm. for me. they're waiting for me (laughs) um there's that but i also have been working um with a film director for the last eight months on uh developing a show bible um and a pitch deck for um a one-hour like comedy series i mean that was he he went to move he went to new york to do some work he lives in la but he went to new york to do some work so then we had to do zooms on saturday mornings you know To collaborate and work on that, we finished that. So we're at the point right now where um, I don't know what's going to happen with that yet, but at least we finished that piece of it. So that was a good shift for me uh, to do that because I do like doing that. But then sometimes scripted work to me is is challenging, right? Um, That's why I kind of like to dabble in the improv. I'm doing some improv. Um, workshops and uh, practice groups and things like that. But um, the thing that I wanted, there's an intention setting ceremony that happens on New Year's Eve. And a lot of Buddhists do that. We did it on Mm -hmm. first, you know, we did, been doing it on Zoom. It used to be in person, like 200 people would come to the center and then everyone would go up, light a candle and state what their intention was rather briefly for, Mm -hmm. for the next year. And I take that very seriously. It's not like a resolution; it's like an intention. This is what. Right. And there's um, a list of these. Uh, there's five hindrances to enlightenment: things like ill will, um, um, uh, sensory desire, um, doubt. There's some. There's five things, right? And I like. I want to focus on observing where those things show up in my life. And already, I know doubt shows up a lot more than I'm willing to admit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know and when i say doubt it's really not about me it's not about like trusting whether i can do something to, mine is the, the it's the doubt around um the requirement of other people to buy into what i'm putting out there you know so that's where the expectations are are interesting like for example like writing the book you know, when you write a book and spend all yeah. that time and put it out there, you just think, I'm going to change the world. You know, I'm going <laughs> to change. This is just going to, my, my life is going to be completely transformed <laughs> because of this. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I get that little uh, report. I haven't sold one book in like, <laughs> you know, two years. And I'm like, okay with it. Because that wasn't the, the reason. So I think yeah. doubt for people is not so much about tapping into our potential, it's about, well, what if like we tap into it and it's like we think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread and now everyone's making their hamburgers with green leaf lettuce and you got a <laughs> loaf <Yeah>. of bread. <laughs> I'd be like, eat the damn yeah. loaf of bread. Toast it one day. Chop it up. You know, yeah. use whatever you've, whatever you've created. Just enjoy it for the creation of it yeah. as opposed to what it means in this arsenal. And I think making that shift is hard yeah. this is la you know like we there's so many talented people here yeah. you know and i'm still in the
0: industry i'm still you know <laughs> i'm
1: still in the uh, commercial acting game you know i i submitted for like a, a, about uh, 1050 roles last year wow i think i was like a guy i think i might yeah. have eight, eight or so right but that continues on. There's a whole Persistence
0: little and There's a whole
1: process of this it's just it's integrated into my life. Look at the things, submit, headshot, boom, boom, audition. I did like three voiceover auditions. And even though I may not, you know, even though I probably may not get the roles, most mm-hmm. of them, I'd be like, but I did that. I I sat down, I read the lines, I recorded it, I uploaded it, downloaded it, sent it out, all that, and you feel accomplishment. In that you at least tapped into Tires. your potential you com- and pu- and put it out there. You I completed think
0: what you started.
1: You complete completion. There it is. I yeah. think completion in those micro moments. I I yeah. talk about completion. I um re- put contact paper in my um, drawers where I put my silverware. <laughs> And when I got that done, I was like, yes. (laughs) Nobody celebrates that, right? I was like celebrating. People come over. I'd be like, look, look, look. I got it all organized and everything. And I've been wanting to do that for like months. I'm like, why did you not do that? So I guess the last thing I would leave really is, because we did talk about depression and mood shifts and not Mm -hmm. having the spark. Redirect that energy into cleaning underneath the bed, or going through your clothes, <laughs> or organize. Why do you got five thousand pens and markers? And You know, you always use the same. Like it will distract. It'll take you away from all that heavy thought, and you'll be like, "I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna move the couch over here, and I'm gonna, you know, wash the, all the towels, and I'm gonna, you know, I mean yeah. that kind of. I get into a cleaning mode.
3: Mm-hmm. I do so at yeah. the end
1: of the year, so that I can start the new year fresh. And it does something to your mind and it does something to your spirit. And I think that Marie Kondo should get some credit for that. Even though I'm on the Marie Kondo, Marie Kondo, the joy of tidying up. Have you ever heard of that? that. Yeah, Yeah,
3: I've heard of the joy of tidying up. I don't remember
1: the name. In a a nutshell, it's a process, right, to go through your stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I've I've lived in my house. Get messy
0: first and then you have to clean up.
1: I've lived in my house for 14 years. That's very different than moving yeah, every year or two because yeah. you are forced to go through stuff, yeah. or just throw it in a box and then the box comes with you wherever you move. But the idea is you pick up every object you have and see if it sparks joy, yeah. right? And so I went through everything, everything on my wall. Where'd I get it? Who gave it to me? Usually it's something that <laughs> someone gave it to me. Yeah. Are they ever going to see that I don't have this and they gave it to me because I don't really? It doesn't really spark joy. I move it. I donate it. I give it away, and I'm gonna tell you what: you feel lighter every step of the way. Yeah. So there. So again, there are ways in which you can, um, when we talk to word control, we can control our physical environment. And that physical, like I'm, I'm in the process of painting my kitchen cabinets because for years I've just hated the color.
0: That's grat- gratifying. See, it is. It is, mm-hmm. and those.
1: That's to me how I get through the dark moments is like redirect it you know, scrub the tile. It's weird, but it works. Yeah.
3: yeah. And it's kind of meditative in a way. It, it is. Bit, you,
1: it, uh, you can meditate while yeah. you, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. learned I can meditate while I'm washing dishes. Cause I hate, why yeah. oh, I got to wash it. No, <laughs> yeah. you want them to be clean and look at the shape of the fork mm-hmm. and flip it around. And not, and, not
3: rushing through things. He, rushing. When you were saying yeah. about the vegetables, uh, I can't be rushed See? when I'm cooking. There's certain things that yes. I do. I don't mm-hmm. want to be rushed. It's like, uh, cause I've, cooked with a friend before and they're like why are you chopping so slow and I'm like no I, I don't it's a, it's a meditative process it is. for me I, can't, I don't it is know. the
1: yeah. warmth of the water in in your hands yeah. the smell of the dish soap if you get the into transformation, this, the yeah. sensory experiences of it and then you're like oh shit I just did all the dishes what <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm working on that in terms of folding laundry and putting that away expeditiously <laughs>
3: <The> guys I'm <laughs> <are> folding laundry <laughs> he doesn't like it either I don't mind yeah I just yeah yeah. But Akello it's been
0: great great catching yeah. up. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I know we can go more, you know, but I'm of course not going to hold it. We're going to save it for another time. <laughs> yeah. I'm grateful to have you here physically. Um it's a totally different experience. We're looking forward to doing a lot more physical um interviews this year. So like I said that's it's just something that I I, I like a whole lot more. Nothing from take away from the
1: Zoom. i got you though yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with yeah. you 100 you know <laughs> if you can't do it you can't do it face to face that's like the next best thing but yeah there is nothing like face to face in the physical presence and uh, you know ask anybody who's been to group therapy uh, uh, an exercise class a yoga class a zumba class everything <laughs> people like to be around other people even if they yeah. don't have to interact with them the whole time just being in that that energy so
0: And I appreciate the gems as well that you dropped about. Oh, I think, you
1: know, yeah, absolutely. Dropping gems and, you know, (laughs) that come to mind, whatever comes to mind, like my old age experience is finally going somewhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just life experience. Yeah. Leave out the age. We all have, we all have it. Mm -hmm. We all have it.
1: I think everyone should have the opportunity to share a little bit about their life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, I guess like before, let our audience know where they can find you.
1: What well, the easiest way is uh, my website, uh, akellostone.com. I'm also on Instagram at akellostone. You can hit my link tree up or whatever. You explore what I put out there. Um, it's always changing. I'm always evolving, and I think we are all evolving, and I think yeah. part of that evolution is 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 recognizing that we have the power to redirect our energies and we have the power to pull ourselves up from moments of doubt and, um, and, and fear and whatever we want to call it. Yeah. It's a temporary yeah. let it visit. It's not going to stay long. Sounded like the guest. I thought he was going to be here one day. No, three days, <laughs> right? Okay. But you know what? The three days is, it's going to happen. It's going to be, you know, right. you'll get there. You'll get through it. But while you're there, that's the opportunity really to sit with those feelings. And again, see where they go, where they are in your body. You do not have to rewrite the storyline of your life to figure out why you are feeling this way at this point. You don't have to do that.
3: Yeah. And we believe in constantly evolving. That's why our brand is Consistent Self-Improvement. Consistent. Shameless plug. So if you guys want to get a consistent (laughs) self-improvement brand T-shirts, uh, a lot of different things, pillows, uh, uh, so sweaters, the, and all of the phone cases. So um, the Check it out, uh, luamlee.com, and links will be in the description, along with Akello's information. And you can find us on all podcast platforms. Um, you can also find us at americangypsy.com and we also have um, we have music yeah. under classic carpenter k l a c c i k
0: c a r p e n t a and that's on all major platforms
3: and we also have Uh, book a bear right we recently started
2: always evolving uh, i know always (laughs) evolving right
3: Um, we collect crystals uh clean them up and create jewelry and put them into display cases so if you're interested in that thank you thank Uh, you akello Akello is one of
0: our our customers (laughs)
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine having, you know, something... Uh, I, I don't
1: like to give people things that are mass-produced. Number one, it's, it's like, yeah. I know you, you dug it up, you cleaned it up, you made it into jewelry. I know someone, you know, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. that's what it's all about. Like, just that and transference of that energy and what's happening with that particular... It's not just about the thing, yeah. but it's all about the origin and whose hands... It, I just love uh, stuff that people make by hand. I think we have to support... One yeah. another who, you know, and what we're putting out into the world, whatever it is, if, we're, if we're aligned with it, we got to support it actively, you yeah. know, actively. You.
3: Yeah.
0: We appreciate the love and support. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: So if you want some crystals, uh, we have an Etsy shop, uh, com or bookabearite on Etsy. And thank you for listening.
0: Thank you. Happy New Year once again.
2: Yeah. And consistent self-improvement. Peace peace.